1: Presented by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You are flying high on the Kissed and Solak show, episode 139, brought to you by the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. You can follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL, that's K-I-S-T, as always. Joined by the best doggone co host in the game, Mr. Nine Years Streak without a bad day. He is Benjamin Solak. Follow him on Twitter at Benjamin Solak, that's S-O-L-A-K. Ben, I wouldn't necessarily call this a statement win, but it's a good win, and it's a win that the Eagles absolutely needed at this point. How are you doing, brother?
2: It's, yeah, I mean, everything is delicious. Thank <laughs> you for asking. I appreciate that. Uh, it's, it's again, oh no, we, we, we put ourselves with our back up against the wall. <laughs> what should we do? Go win a game. You know, win. Yeah. Like, you know, the Eagles' two most. You know, resounding, impressive, uh, you know, victories. Like you know, we really feel like they came out and they, they won the game. Against a good team, even if you thought the Bills were not not that great of a team, this is still a team of talent. Uh, I've been so far against the uh, the Packers when they were one and two, and the Bills when they were three and four. now, if you continue <laughs> only winning games when you drop one game below five hundred, eventually you're going to end the season at five hundred, which is yeah, an issue. You know, you're not going to have the um the playoffs in sight and now for philadelphia you know it, it's the bears upcoming we incorrectly said in the cowboys recap that it was the bills and then the bye uh they have the bears this upcoming week and then it's the bye uh, so you have the bears a team that you should beat uh much like you have the jets a team that you should beat after the packers game maybe that puts you at five and four and then it's a seven week stretch uh which there'll be probably a game behind the cowboys assuming the cowboys win the games they should win they got the patriots at home they got the seahawks at home on the road against the dolphins home against the giants on the road against the redskins and then week 16 is at Dallas Dow- home against dallas and then week uh, 17 is, is in new york philadelphia has got four very very winnable football games in the three divisional games that are not the cowboys and then the dolphins game they've got another very winnable football game coming up against the bears if you call that four or five wins, you know, then the hinge of this season now is like a really tough Patriots team. Yeah. A Seahawks team that is, you know, winning games, playing everybody close, tough to figure out, you know, a lot of talent on that squad. And then it's a Dallas game and the is in Week sixteen. Philadelphia's in a spot right now to make the division come down to the League sixteen game against the Cowboys. If they beat the game if they beat the teams they should beat, that's what it'll come down to.
1: As long as Dallas doesn't like dominate their schedule, you're right. It comes yeah. down to after the bye, you should take care of the Bears. And like right. and I'm not too high on this win, even though it's it's a it's a good win. The real test for me, like if you don't take care of the Bears, then you don't deserve this conversation anyway. But the right. real test for me comes with the Patriots and the Seahawks after the bye. Remember, this is a team doesn't play on the road again until December first against the Dolphins. Like
2: well, it's three remaining road games of the Dolphins, the Redskins, and the Giants, which like it comes down
1: to winning in your house. That's what it comes right. down
2: to. And so, so, right. Like, I'm like being able to like steal a game over the Seahawks would be huge. But the thing, like what sticks out to me is this. If the bye week were coming up and you could look at an eight game stretch that started with the Bears, that's, you know, and like, you know, you would know, you know, you, you, would be, you would just be here four and four. It's all you would know about the team. Then you make the tread deadline moves that you have to make. You have the entire bye week to integrate them. Mm. Uh, and then it's your eight game stretch. You have the Bears coming up on Sunday. I don't want to call it a, a trap game because we're not close enough there. But the Eagles are better than the Bears. But the Bears are also, like, really good besides their quarterback.
1: Yeah, they'll, and, they'll stay you know. in games with their defense right, exactly. for
2: sure. Yeah, and so so it, it's by no means a gimme game. So what you right. have to do is you have to make a trade deadline move here for the seven-game stretch without looking past the Bears before the bye. Right. And you have to be able to beat the Bears in order to stay in the playoff hunt for the division title, Right. So, you got a plan for home against the Patriots, home against the Seahawks, home against the Cowboys as the three games you'd really need to win two of the three, ideally. If you can only pick one, beat the Cowboys, and maybe even then you'll still be in it depending on what the Cowboys do with their schedule. So, like, the reason why this Bills win is important is because it puts you, you know, you're half game behind the Cowboys right now. You're right there, in, and you have a game up against them left. So, you're right there in the divisional uh, championship race. It's still beat the Cowboys week 16, and you should win the division. Mm. But because you know that now the impetus to make moves at the trade deadline is greatly increased mm. if you had dropped this game to the bills then screw it you're three and five you would need a massive amount of help to get back into the playoffs doesn't matter you might be sellers at that point you're buyers now for sure Yeah, you're four and four and that's the thing is like you know we've heard uh, you know Bigby's on the deadline uh, is on the block browns are interested browns might be willing to move wide receiver richard higgins corner uh, tj carey you know the jets are willing to move robbie anderson he's been of the Eagles just for a while. They have Leonard Williams. He got a little bit banged up today in the game against the Jaguars, but he could be of interest to the Eagles. You need defensive tackle. Why isn't anything happening? Well, because you had to make sure you beat the Bills first. Because <laughs> if you're three of five, it don't really matter. Mm. So beat the Bills, and then you also are assuming you beat the Bears. Put yourself at five and four. Now you're, in, you're really in that, that back half of the divisional championship race. But they have to make moves now Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. The moves have to be made as if they beat the Bears and as if they're five and four looking at a, a, a two game home stretch against the Patriots and the Seahawks that could be season defining.
1: And let's kind of dial back and look into this game as we've got and we can continue to talk about this throughout the show through different elements that, that we bring up. But we have plenty of to- plenty of time to talk about those games upcoming, what they mean, and obviously the trade deadline coming up as well. We're going to be covering that here at Bleeding Green Nation, also here at BGN, so make sure you're subscribed and favorited, everything and all that good stuff. But look, brother, 31-13, to 13, Eagles prevail over a tough Buffalo team on the road. Very good win coming into this game, man. You saw that there were 25-mile-an-hour wins. There were gusts of over 40 right. miles an hour. I remember in the preview show, I was saying this needs to be like a 12 personnel bully ball type of game. And that's exactly what we got from the Eagles and, and credit to Doug Peterson, the offensive staff and, and everyone for cooking up a really good plan that would work in these type of elements when it came down to the screen game. Like, you know, necessity is the mother of invention when it came to that for them, because the screen game was fantastic in this game. And then the running game, I mean, you just look at the stats here, 218 rushing yards and you controlled the ball for 35 minutes and 57 seconds compared to the Buffalo Bills at 24 minutes. You controlled the clock. You didn't turn the ball over except for that one Boston Scott deal on uh, on special teams. The game for me. Really hinged on it. Look, this Bills' offense is not good, so I'm not going to give a whole lot of credit to the uh, to the Eagles' defense here. I think we still have a lot to find out about this defense, and I think that comes after the bye because the Bears are kind of the same way. But this game really turned in the first half, at the end of the half, within the two minute warning, when Josh Allen fumbled. Because after that, they went on a big run, big time run. At, at one point, it was at twenty-one to six, and I, and I kind of stopped. Uh, I kind of stopped watching it, but that was huge for them. Getting that turnover, setting their offense up in a plus situation, and the, and the offense comes in and, and punches it in. So, really, physical game. You go into their house, you beat up on them, you play bully ball, you run the ball well. Carson Wentz was very efficient, making plays on his own, too, creating on his own. You know, obviously, with the wind, you weren't going to be throwing downfield a whole much. When he had to, he was able to make it work. Uh, Just a good game overall from this Eagles offense against a very tough Bills defense. And then the defense did what they should have done against a Bills offense that really has been inept for most of the season. So, just a, a really solid win that again that the Eagles offense absolutely needed the Eagles team absolutely needed with so much turmoil now they can kind of start to put that in their rearview mirror and focus on what this te- this team can be moving forward with a chance to get it right throughout the bye week what were some individual thoughts about this game maybe some overarching thoughts about the uh, the win over the Bills here
2: yeah so firstly the Eagles got their first look at complementary football here in like you know uh, fits <laughs> right. and starts a little bit right like and it yeah. wasn't it wasn't for long stretches and it wasn't for impressive stretches but we figured out what it looked like you know where the Eagles start the game with two three and outs offense is unable to punch it in offense finally gets down the field and scores three. Defense gives up a touchdown Oh,
1: no, on the two personal fouls. And it's just right, like, exactly. come on, and it's guys. Just,
2: it, right. And it's like it's the seesaw of the Philadelphia Eagles, which <laughs> is that if the offense, the better the offense plays, the worse the defense plays. And the better the defense plays, the worse the offense plays.
1: We, uh, we got to talk about that touchdown by the Bills, by the way. Nate Gary, what are you doing, brother? But go ahead. Yeah.
2: And like, I get it. You know, I really like if it was not Nate Gary, I'd probably be more apologetic to the player. Right? I'd be more sympathetic, I should say. Uh, but it was Nate Gary, so right. it was bad. Well,
1: because it's not an aberration. He adapted it to him the week before. He gave up his responsibility. Right. Now you're talking about – got 14 – it's third and goal from the 14-yard right. line. It's, like,
2: it's not like it's like third and four. It's <laughs> third and 14. So yeah. just stick with Beasley, make him cross the line.
1: Let the pursuit and come. Then,
2: right, and then if he gets it, he gets it. Right. But the much higher percentage play <laughs> is – the Throw. The wide open throw at the two yard line. Right. That you just created because he had charged Allen. Um, but
1: please continue, yeah. Right. So, complimentary football.
2: Offense was playing well. Defense was not. Defense was, was playing well. Offense was not. And then the defense gets a turnover. Oh. Good play call from the, the Bills. I know that, that there are some people critical of it in, in Bills media, but I like to uh, quarterback power. Third and two, Josh Allen a, is...
1: Didn't they have a touchdown on that last week? Like, that was... Yeah, I Yeah, and, and like run.
2: the Eagles had it pretty nicely boxed up. But like Josh Allen needs to know in terms of execution, you got to protect mm. that football. You're mm. going to get accosted. So it puts the ball on the ground. Eagles recover. Able to punch it. You, you got three runs to set up first, uh, first and 10 from the 12. Uh, you're able to get all the way down uh, to about the five, I believe it was. And then it's the fake shield screen yeah. to the corner post from Dallas Goddard, which is a real nice design. Works this. a lot off of what the Eagles do well. And that's just Dallas Goddard playing big boy ball in, in the red zone. And something worth noting is that the Eagles have had complaint. The Eagles uh, fan base have been complaining about the lack of speed and elusiveness on the uh, offensive skill positions. And that's an apt uh, uh, complaint. The flip side is when you get into the red zone and they're going to put a safety on Dallas Goddard. You say, "All right, Dallas, just go be large over there." You know what I mean? That's what it was. Go win leverage to the inside and then just be really big. if we're going to hit you. And that's, you know, like, again, that's about as simple as that gets. Now, of course, on the two-point conversion, Zacherts gets the you know unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for blocking. Okay, <laughs> uh, and then that almost becomes a field goal because the Eagles give up. A decent amount of yardage, so the defense almost yeah. turned around and was uncomplimentary again. But that They're was a so defensive, bad in the weirdest situation. Yeah, we're going to get to defensive situational football yeah. a little later <laughs> in the show. Okay. Um, but but you had a a good defensive outing yeah. turn into a good offensive outing, and this mm-hmm. is complimentary football. This is how you want your 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 systems to work together. They did it again uh in the second half. Touchdown drive, three and out, punt. Boston's got a fumble offense was good defense was good and then special teams we always forget right there's a third phase of the game (laughs) and that third phase needs to be balanced on the seesaw and it just couldn't be right so again we got it in flashes in terms of both eagles units playing well at the same time and i think that's what really stands out to me about this game is like when did the eagles offense get into a rhythm probably the third quarter yeah. That's too long. That's too long. And it was windy, and it was gusty, and, and, and you know, third downs, and they were they're they really running a three-down sort of an offense. They weren't trying to get beyond the sticks. So much stuff in the flats, right? And, and the offensive design to get into those flats I thought was really good. It's something else we can talk about. But three-down sort of an offense, not really pushing the ball down the field, not picking up big chunk gains. Took about to the third quarter to get into a rhythm. That's too long. But for the first time in weeks— there was not a massive hole to right. dig out of yeah. for the offense by the time they got into rhythm. How about So that? again, when we, when we talk about how complementary football should look, that offense needs to pick up and get into gear quicker. And get, get, get some quicker points on the board, get some more explosive plays on the board early, such that the defense doesn't have to hold the opposing team to seven points to keep the game competitive. But... When the defense does, the offense is able to get a few drives and get into rhythm and is not playing from a deep hole. Well, we saw 20 second half points there, Uh, you know, and especially that eight minute, 40 second drive there at the end where Carson Wentz is making great plays with his legs and they're they're doing choice throws and they're running the ball really effectively. Fourteen plays. That was that was
1: a backbreaker. What a what a what a nice drive that was. Yeah,
2: right. And so that's what this all this team could be in terms of the unit and in terms of the uh, consistency. And 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 the talent coming together, but again, it was flashes. So we're not there yet. Hmm. We let's get there again against Chicago. Chicago is probably going to be another situation where if the offense isn't really clicking at all cylinders in the first quarter, defense probably going to keep this game close. Um, but how quickly can that offense start getting into gear? Because slow starts, as we know, have been a bit of an issue here for Philadelphia. So that's like you know that that game flow was I thought promising flashy not there yet not what you need it to be but better than we've consistently seen uh, and i think a big part of that was uh the ability of doug peterson and even mike grow i don't really know whose job it is um uh, but play designs mm. and 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 the areas of the field they decided to attack uh, you know going into the flats with with the tight end screens getting into the flats with your running backs, Miles sanders oh really delightful Yeah. Uh, Great, a lot of backfield motion, a lot of pre-snap looks, some two-back looks, some weird uh, unbalanced sets, everything to get those linebackers hesitating just a bit, and then either a) they had Jordan Howard coming straight downhill at them, or b) there was a quick play into the flats, and then you're expecting
1: your 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 playmakers to pick
2: up yak yardage.
1: The nub sets we talked about too were a big part of the yeah. offense, the YY wing, yeah.
2: Yeah, and and that's the thing is you have uh, really gusty conditions, mm. and you have uh, a really talented secondary. And you're lacking for a deep threat. Everybody and their mama knows you do not want to throw the ball down the field. So for to be able to move the ball even semi-consistently, like that first quarter wasn't pretty, but semi-consistently on the backs of a downhill running game with Jordan Howard and then a quick pass screen game on offense is really impressive stuff. And like the Eagles had multiple third downs that they weren't able to convert and it drives and they were only putting together like a good first half of drives. And that's frustrating. But I thought a lot of that had to do with execution. And 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 very little of that fell on the coaching out of mm. the play calling, which I thought was impressive today against Buffalo.
1: I agree. When we come back here on the Kiss and Solek show, we're going to continue recapping this game. We're going to talk about Miles Sanders this time in a positive way on this How show. How dare we? But he made a play. Is that allowed? <laughs> and we're going to talk about some weird situational football from the defense that still gives us some concerns. I'm assuming Ben wants to talk about that, too. So that's what we're talking about when we come back, and we will be right back.
3: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: We are back here on The Kissed and Solak Show, episode 139, brought to you by Bleeding Green Nation, SB Nation. I am here with Benjamin Solak. I'm Michael Kissed, myself. Ben, all right, Miles Sanders, my mentions blew up, I got out in front of it, though, because I tweeted in all caps, Miles Sanders, never a doubt, but his 65-yard touchdown scamper. What a beautiful design this was. A little pony package, a little 21 personnel, a little split back. Uh, you, whether you want to call it a lead draw or a lead ISO. It wasn't a draw. Call-
2: it was a handoff the whole way.
1: Yeah, I mean, Brandon Thorne called it a draw, and I think he's smarter than you, so.
2: Me and Brandon Thorne are going to fight. <laughs> Just kidding. He was in the <laughs> Like, Army whatever
1: you call theory. it, doesn't matter. That, that The concept is the same. Great hole. Jordan Howard picked up a two-for-one as a blocker, which is fantastic. This guy's oh. making contributions in every facet of the game. And Sanders, not a lot to think about, not a lot to read, sees the hole, and that's when he can show off You know that very, very good burst. And look, he was good, man. Open field on the screen early on in the game that set up a score, elusive in space you get this guy in space he's he he can look really really good so i thought it was a good performance by him unfortunately he picked up a uh shoulder injury that we'd be be monitoring throughout the week and whatnot boston scott had to come in for him for a little bit but you know encouraging signs for miles sanders and i think it's good for him from a mental perspective to get that that big explosive run that big touchdown run and give him some confidence moving forward
2: yeah and i mean like the thing is like you know you got it out of a very peculiar look in terms of the split back because something the Eagles have sprinkled but not really relied upon. And then, yeah, you get that lead ISO. And I mean, Jason Kelsey gets inside on Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, Jordan Howard gets inside on, I believe, Renzo Alexander. Right. Poyer is too aggressive down into the hole. And there you go. You know, Bob's your uncle. Like, it's a runway. And that's what <laughs> that's what's nice for Sanders is that you had that runway. And then it's just how, you know, who's got the Jets. And in this case, Sanders got the Jets. Yes, sir. Um, You know, so I said earlier, you know, the the, vo- the vocal complaint has been, where is the speed on this offense? Well, it's in Nelson Aguilar, Miles Sanders, and Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson went down with injury. Nelson Aguilar is completely fallen off the cliff in terms of his productivity. Mm. I mean the average Nelson Aguilar play in terms of target or handoff is like negative EPA play at this point, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're targeting, if you're giving the ball towards Nelson Aguilar, you're more likely to be losing a chance to win than winning, uh, getting a chance to look win. At,
1: look at the stat line, by the way: four receptions, seven yards, two carries, seven yards. Brother, that's not getting it done. That's a negative right. EPA for and sure. And that's the thing
2: is, like, at this point, like, you know, looking down the trade deadline, mm. you really, I think, are res- like responsible as like uh, a, a front office, as a team, and as an organization of of taking whatever you can get from and him getting him out of the building. And it's not, like it's a little bit about the money, but it's not really about the money. For as long as he's there you're going to be stuck between benching him or giving him touches and giving him touches sucks. And benching him's going to suck. Just get him out of the building. Yeah. Just find somebody who's willing to take the contract, take the conditional sixth rounder and go. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you got to just get this guy out of the building, make life easier on everybody else. But anyway, so Jackson has been injured. Aguilar has fallen off the face of the planet with Sanders. It's been, listen, we're trying to get this guy the ball for the explosive, multiple missed tackles, chunk yardage. We've been doing it through the air. you know, we've gone it hither and thither. There we had the great screen play where he, you know, followed the blockers for a a decent amount of time for Miles Sanders. Yep. And then broke into open space, made a guy miss and picked up some extra yardage as well. And that's what you're looking for with that player when you draft him. And then you have the 65 yard run where it's like, listen, you know, Jordan Howard, Darren Sproles, Jay Jaya, LeGarrette Blunt, Corey Clement, any running back you want to name over the Doug Peterson era is not housing that the way Sanders did because they don't have the speed that Sanders does and the the acceleration especially as well to break that last angle. He's been inconsistent, but these were the players that you were relying on in the beginning of the season to bring the speed components to your offense, and it's no secret the Eagles want to be big. Offensive line is huge. Got some of the biggest offensive linemen in the league. Got a huge quarterback. They've had huge tight ends and wide receivers for a while. They like to be big on offense. Your speed component guys, each for their own reason, has not been as productive as you'd like to be in the first half of the season, but if Sanders can do that... Mm. Not once every eight games, (laughs) but once every few games, it justifies those touches on which he does not do that. He does the opposite of that, right? And that's the thing is like when you have a home run hitter, you got to give him swings at the plate. And because he's swinging for the fences, he'll strike out sometimes third and four. You know, a lot of these plays where he bounces it, where we don't like that he bounces it. He misses these holes. And he'll continue to gain consistency on that front as he gains more reps. We have to remember, this guy started one year in college. Mm-hmm. It's not like as a backup, they were like, Yo, let's get Barkley off the field for this kid. Like, you know, he did not get a ton of touches. So he's going to gain consistency at the NFL level. But this 65-yard touchdown is so important because, again, if you can get that not on a once-every-eight-game basis, but on a once-every-few-game basis then it's going to further justify him getting more touches. Of course, there's no reason to be taking touches away from Jordan Howard right now. Because Howard, for all that he is, for sometimes he just burrows his head and picks up two, and you're like, sweetie, you know, there was space somewhere else. Yeah, I see. there was a
1: couple of those today. He's yeah.
2: an absolute nightmare to tackle. He mm. protects the football, and he does not make stupid plays.
1: Mm.
2: And that is so convenient to have. Because even if you're frustrated with how many third downs the Eagles are are playing, given the fact that they were running this kind of three-down offense, they're not getting themselves in third in super long situations when they're giving the ball to Howard. They're getting themselves in third and manageable. And the offense should be able to manage those.
1: So a good game for Sanders. Good flashes there. Hopefully he's all good on the injury front. Let's switch sides to the defense for a second. I want to talk about this touchdown drive and maybe some other players that played well. Because, brother, I thought this is a very good game for Brandon Graham had a sack, two tackles for loss. Uh Nate Gary picked up a sack but he was just got gotta. I mean, I watched him for like a whole drive and it was just like, brother, you are you were just lost in the sauce. Uh Fletcher Cox, I think really came on. That's good. That's a sign yeah. that he's healthy and that's all we need. Get to 100% brother because, you know, we need we need that on the interior of the defense. But there there was that, that touchdown drive in the second half that just blew my mind. He, the, the Eagles got the Bills in these following situations on this drive. First and 20 second and 20, third and 14, second and 10, third and eight, second and 13, third and 13. And third and 13, they brought up another predictable blitz. Ball came out quick. Touchdown, Devin Singletary. And you're going, what is happening? And then the next drive, it's like fourth and 10. And Ben, I, I put I put up there on Twitter. Click like if you had zero faith that they were going to get stopped on fourth and ten. Darby ends up making the, the the pass break up there, but situationally, and this goes back to the to the end of the first half that right. you alluded to before, right? Eagles score, Bills get the ball with like twenty two seconds left and some timeouts, and they can't make a freaking tackle. They can't they can't bring down Josh Allen. And they almost get a field goal out of it, like brother, the worst, the crazy situational stuff.
2: I don't know how to build a defense. That's predicated on the idea of like, and if we get them to third and fourteen, we'll see what happens, <laughs> right? Like, like, like every, you know, like every, like every exposition on why the defense works is because like we'll do this and we'll do that. And if they do this on second down, we'll do this, and on first down, we want to take away that, and we're going to keep them in these spin. We're going to bring pressure. And we're going to do this. We're going to trap coverage, and then we'll get them in third and long. And the like two, the, impli- the, two, t-
1: the right. two touchdowns were third and thirteen and third and fourteen. Fourteen, right? The
2: implication. <laughs> Here being that once you get an offense in the third and long, you are at such an overwhelming advantage as a defense <laughs> because you know they have to run a play that's going to get past the sticks, Yeah. which I hesitate to say that because the third and 14 touchdown at Devin Singletary was a check down on a
1: swing route. Yeah, that should right? not beat you. I would I like, love yeah. sticks defense right there know to take taking right. care of all that
2: but and this is this is the thing is like if you
1: what
2: as you, a defense cannot... so
1: aggressive on third and long, right
2: right <laughs> so all of a sudden it's like zero blitzing on third and 14 <laughs> it's like do you know who you're playing it's josh allen right it's really hard to tackle him and he's really good at running
1: <laughs> make him throw this it. is
2: the opposite of what we should be doing and
1: nobody wants to throw in this wind like right. it's oh god i just like
2: i like explain it to me slow right <laughs> but yeah the 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 main takeaway is like is is like you if you want to like begin at the end right Mm. if you can't get off the field on third and 14 there's nothing to do on first and 10 you can't get a better result on first and second down for a defense than them ending up in third and 14 Mm. but if you can't get off the field on third and 14 that's like there's just like there's 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 nothing there you are forsaken god has left you you know, there is there is no help for you. And so it's either generate a turnover or you're going to give up a first down or a touchdown. Mm. And what's funny is like in this game, the Bills' success rate on like third and eight plus was better than like third and two <laughs> because the Eagles can't defend the run and can defend the, or can't defend the pass and can't defend the run. And so... Is, is the best sequence for this team try to get your opponent into third and short? Because you're so much better at stopping two-yard run plays than you are at stopping 20-yard passing plays. Like, how are we even existing in this world right now? Yeah. How are these? So that's what's what's so worrisome. is It's not even like the Eagles' defense was playing bad in the sense that they were regularly giving up first downs and, and couldn't answer anything the Bills did. And they were just getting beat on all cylinders. They were getting into the best spots a defense could be in. Yeah. And, and then failing finished. abysmally in those spots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's, it's, yeah, I agree. I think Fletcher Cox was quite good. Yeah. Brandon Graham... It just the athleticism there still worries me. Uh, you know, you you wish he was a bit more dynamic or he had a bit more dynamic counterpart. And, and and Derek Barnett had that nice sack fumble that he got, you know, in tandem with Fletcher Cox was a good play. I, um, I agree
1: with you. I think there is I don't think we're seeing the juice that we have seen from before yeah. and before he didn't have that much, you know, crazy upfield burst to begin with.
2: He was never a bursty rusher, right? He's a power rusher. And, and he's still like, very
1: smart, very yeah. strong, but yeah, lacks some dynamicism.
2: Dynamism
1: is that a word? Let's hope so. Okay, right. So that so, so
2: I very much agree in that sense. So I thought I thought Fletch to perform the way he did when his starter opposite him was Bruce Hector or <laughs> Albert Huggins. <laughs> I saw but Anthony
1: Rush in there too, brother
2: and they like, that like that's just such a big deal <laughs> because like no but it is because, I know, I,
1: yeah i thought you were saying about like having anthony rush was a big deal and i'm like no okay sure fletch performing the way he did is such a big deal yeah
2: because it's so hard to to like you know the amount of attention that you know you're gonna get mm. and to still be as impactful as he was in those one-on-one situations that he got was a hugely important thing so I agree. I thought Fletch played a really good game. You know, Brandon Graham, I'm still a little bit trying to figure out. Ronald Darby's a big deal. Ronald Darby's a big, big, big deal. And he's not great, but he's actually, like, capable in man coverage. Mm-hmm. And he gets burned, but, like, so do other corners. He has the ability to stick with, with receivers in man coverage that other Eagles corners don't have. And that leads to things like the 4th and 10 pass breakup, which I'm convinced does not happen if that's Cindy Jones or Russell Douglas or Jalen Mills getting targeted. I'm, like, positive. Yeah. So... Or if it's like Orlando Skandrick as a random hypothetical example of a free agent um, getting targeted. It's just not going to happen. So that's I thought he was a big deal in, in his return and everything like that. I um, appreciated the intensity with which the Eagles played in response to the narratives of the week. That's good. I will say, like, generally, do you want two personal fouls and an unsportsmanlike contact penalty in the first half? No. Mm. Less than great. But I don't. Mind the spunk when you really felt like the team needed to show that, like, you know, we are nowhere near down and out for the count.
1: And I thought, the, I thought the one, the the second one in the drive on Jenkins where Allen was sliding, there wasn't a whole lot Jenkins could do about that. Right. I don't think that was born out of aggression. It's just, right. you know, that's the way the league's calling it and you find yourself... That's right. That is,
2: that is to me, like, objectively great quarterback play.
1: Yeah. Like, if you
2: can time <laughs> your slide right. to be right when the defender commits, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, obviously, like, you know, you're not, like, trying to get hurt or whatever, but, like, and then you, uh, well, you know... Who you expects Josh some, Allen to slide? Right. You invite some contact and you hit off the ground pretty hard, and then if you're Josh Allen, you immediately immediately look to the refs um you know you're gonna get that call a lot and 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 garnering like you know people people look poorly at like garnering flags but it's like if, if it's technique it's technique like there are some you know wide receivers in this league who are so good at drawing pass interference penalties pass interference penalty moves the ball brother doesn't show up in the statue, but it's a good play yeah you know if you're good at 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 eliciting that contact so we, we,
1: we always talk about with that with nelson aguilar like at least fight back for the ball and you're probably gonna get the call Right, oh, exactly. Doesn't. I'd
2: be able to play through contact. Right. Yeah. So so right. So yeah, I I I don't mind that call. I thought it was mostly good play by Allen in terms of the the timing. Speaking mm. of running quarterbacks. Hey. Good game from Carson. How about uh, the, he gets the, the ground
1: the, on that fourteen play drive, he kept two third downs alive in the second. Third one, and five
2: and third and ten. Yep. Yeah.
1: The, the and yeah, third that and third
2: and ten was uh they called it an RPO on they called it like a, an option play, like fake screen quarterback draw on the broadcast. And when I saw it, I wasn't sure um what exactly was it was like maybe it's an RPO where like the run tag is a quarterback run. Doug says in the presser, Carson looked at wider screen wide receiver screen, didn't like it, and figured, hey, I can probably pick up eleven yards on my own with the entire offense not being on on board with this. And he could. <laughs> um like you know big Carson, gotta respect that. Um yeah. he he Carson, like you know, I didn't put Carson in my winners column because twenty four passes, one touchdown. Like, you know, Carson's a good player and I'm not gonna, you know, mollycoddle him by claiming that's like a big win for him you know i mean he played it he played a mistake-free game in bad weather conditions and protected a lead very nicely especially with his with his legs late in that game through a couple nice balls deep ball to alshon was a beaut uh zach Ertz to set up the first and goal to salt the game away it was another very nice throw uh in stride and everything like that it can be interesting to see uh you know that people are making a lot out of this whole zach Ertz isn't getting targeted thing Though, I don't mind it. <laughs> I
1: don't. Well, I mean, they had Tredavious White on Zach Ertz for a lot of the game. So, yeah, right? I'm going to come off that.
2: Yeah, i about to say, if uh, the entire Eagles receiving core is Alshon Jeffrey, <laughs> you know, I'll cover with Zach Ertz with, with Tredavious White. That ain't no problem. Yeah, uh, Which actually does, like, you know, we have yet gone now another game with Matt Collins not getting a target. Oh, my God, brother. I I would I, this might be just the least productive stretch in terms of snaps to receptions and snaps to targets of a wide receiver just like
1: in history what does it hurt you to put J.J. in there just to see that's
2: what I'm wondering right yeah. it's like why not my, oh, like, like when, when they were assaulting the game away it was like six offensive linemen two tight ends a back and then Man, um, not, yeah Mac and then Mac and that's when <laughs> people are like oh it's because he's a good blocker and I was like so is J.J. J.J. is a better one right But also, like, sure, he's a good blocker. But like, so what? Imagine that set. Like, and obviously, like, this wasn't available to the Eagles. But imagine that set with Deshaun. You want to go single high press? Because that's what they're doing against Mac. Sure, I'm putting Deshaun out there, brother. (laughs) You go single high if you want. That's Mm. your problem. The Eagles, obviously, the Eagles don't have that available to them with Deshaun on the sideline. It just goes to show that, like, I mean, Holland's just like. Does anybody like anybody think this guy's gonna get a target? He was in on all like the tight end. Branding today, and I was like, "Yeah, pretty much." He's tight end three.
1: <laughs> he's, sure. he's He's Joshua Perkins when Perkins had to play outside wide receiver for the Eagles last year after Wallace against Tampa.
2: Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that.
1: All right, so let's go to three words. Ben, without looking, how many responses do you think we got?
2: Oh, I haven't looked at all. Um, I mean, like solid win. I feel like a lot of people probably turned that game off though with like five minutes left in the third hmm. or in the fourth. Excuse me. Two hundred and eighty-seven. Two
1: hundred and sixty. That was that was close. Oh. I saw it. I when wanna- I. Fake guess or whatever, but let's go to three words every week after the game. We ask you for three words from the gentle listeners to describe what you thought about this game. So I think uh, let's see here, Zach Feldman. I wanted to address this one at Feldman underscore Zach, longtime listener. He says, "Resign Jordan Howard. It's gonna be a no for me right now, dog. If Howard is going to pick up a bulk of these carries and whatnot, I, I just want to see him get through healthy. Like if you want to if you want to extend him after the fact, right. yeah." The price ain't going to go up that much more on Jordan Howard. I don't think so anyway. So yeah, I mean, ben, you're, yeah, what do you think?
2: I mean, like, ideally, Sanders is your 1A after this year, right? Like, right. By the end of this year. Yeah. So if Howard is, is is cool with being paid like a timeshare guy, then cool. But I don't think he will be on. So it might be tough to land on a price point. I don't think the Eagles are going to pay out of pocket pretty heavy for Jordan Howard.
1: Speaking of which, Troy Kaz at uh, Troy decaz says Sanders defeats kissed. Look, brother. That was the exact type of run that I argued for when I wrote him up after four weeks. So, right. Mike Mike wins. That's the major takeaway Mike, for
2: me. say Mike always wins. I think mean, it's the <laughs> imagine takeaway. Uh, I, I, At Fulls Burner has two. Uh, thanks, Orlando Skandrick, which, like, I agree. I think the Eagles did come out with some extra pep in their stat because of the Skandrick thing earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he also says, imagine adding receivers.
1: I see this, yeah.
2: <laughs> which, like, I don't think that's sarcastic. I think he's actually saying, like, imagine... This team, but with wide receivers. And it's like, yeah, how mm. interesting that would be. It's really very funny to like remember that the Eagles just do not have wide receivers that they want to throw the ball to and put 31 points in the middle.
1: <laughs> Man. Imagine. G- uh, Gene Smith says Stolness called it. Brother Stolness predicted yeah, it. Yeah. Johnny boy. One of my winners from the week. Exact score. 31-13. Well, we're yeah. we're suckers over here. Yeah. Being the... Debbie Downers predicting the For a the second post- there,
2: <laughs> I thought we were going to get. Like twenty eight thirteen, my prediction was twenty eight sixteen. I said right, and I was like, "Oh, cool, twenty eight, sixteen. I called it, mm. um, just with the wrong team winning.
1: Josu says, in a, "In a reversal of fortune for Jim Schwartz, Josu at Josu Cantu says, extend Jim Entend Schwartz." Extend Jim Schwartz. I appreciate it, buddy. No,
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, doc J eight six, but the eight is a numeral. And the six is spelled out and the X is capitalized. So take from that what you will.
1: You put a lot of effort into reading that. More effort than I would have given.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm very worried that I just like said something inappropriate that I don't understand. <laughs> but anyway, uh, good football team? Question mark? Which like,
1: yeah. They beat a decent team. Now, let, let's understand the Bills. The Bills had a top five easiest schedule in DVOA history going back to 1986. The Bills were the worst five in one team in DVOA history. I called them paper tigers. I cannot stand up and say this is a this is a defining win. They beat a really right. like they they beat a bunch of tomato cans. Let's be real about it, right? Right. I don't so, think yeah,
2: like I don't think the Eagles are necessarily that are much better on like that much better on paper than they were, mm. but they were always better than the three of four team. And being four and four is a big deal in terms of the playoffs. So the the win matters at a great deal in terms of like the playoff race. I still think they pretty much are what they thought we were. They are what we thought they were. Yeah. But, like, we also... Thought and I'd still think they have enough talent to like beat Dallas and win the division. So mm. you know, even after that bad game against Dallas, we'll see what it is.
1: What about a uh, ghost of Chester Copperpot? That's a that's an interesting one. At Brian B E and then like most of his phone number. Boston Scott touchdown. B- B- ben, you right. never had a doubt about Boston Scott. It, no, never I know, once. I know, he had the muff and the fumble and the putt return. But also, so but.
2: Of, 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 of um uh on the pod this week, Joe Marino, who I work with on the draft network, is a Bills guy, locked on Bills. He and I were chatting the game beforehand once we knew what the weather was going to be like. And I sent to him, uh, I said, you know, oh, the Eagles are just going to run it uh, into the ground. I said, Jordan Howard, and I have the screenshot, 24 Mm -hmm. times, 97 yards, and two touchdowns. Boy, you were. If he had 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 that Boston Scott run, which Scott vultured from me, he would have been like 24 for like 99 and two touchdowns. Oh, beautiful. I was pretty close, but I think uh, I think yeah. we all
1: expected when we saw the weather conditions that there was going to be a run heavy game and it was going to be a lot of Jordan Howard.
2: What was best to me about the Boston Scott touchdown was how the announcer was like uh, Miles Sanders in the, the <laughs> <Right>. Boston Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Peterson told us he was getting angry. He just like walked it down the field with Howard and Sanders. And they're like, ha ha, first and goal.
1: I was Boston watching it with my oldest son Simeon, and he was like, "Who is Boston Scott, Dad? <laughs> yeah, like, right, buddy. Was, you need to talk to Soleil."
2: um nicholas grievous at nick grievous says one that i think is important he says promote deuce staley as i've said as i've said before the eagles fire grow they probably almost definitely have to promote staley right and i've been critical of staley in the past i think he's he's quite nicely got his thumb on the pulse of this committee right now Mm -hmm. good concepts for sanders screens the, the the uh split back lead iso we both really liked a great deal uh he had that outside pitch on the two-point conversion they got that one working uh, a little bit better they've been trying to get that concept working with him they also tried to throw a screen to howard when said to kill it because of rush coming which like i still don't love the screens to howard but then Howard on this. Um, zone windback is great and then they're running outside zone a little more with the the nub sets they'll run outside zone to the nub side which is new and fun and howard's executing that pretty nicely um he seems to have a nice feel for you know like early in the game you know like it was eight sanders snaps like 20 howard snaps and all eight Sanders snaps for passes like they've started to you know like they i think they've got a good feel for where they These like their are. committee yeah which is a good deal Um, because you know that that's that's the main complaint that we always have with sanders and the thing is like the one big bugaboo darren sproles is not playable right now and oh all of a sudden the committee makes more sense so we'll see what happens when sproles comes back
1: javier weingarden at javi Garden says d space lish space yes wait where is this one that's i don't know you gotta scroll down to see it but this definitely a delicious win everything is delicious that's also one word but whatever well you know Kieran
2: Gray at Carlton Blade says Buffalo's, oh. which is still one word. <laughs> oh. Benson.
1: Say goodbye to the gentle listeners who we are now bashing because they don't know how to do three words correctly.
2: As we always do. Yep. Thank you, as always, uh, for listening to the Kiss and soul Act Show here on BGN Radio. We do appreciate you swinging by. Eagles beat the Bills 31 to 13, as John Stolen has told you. So make sure you're following the feed and you're listening to At the Podium if you want to know the score beforehand. You cowards. Uh, <laughs> Eagles are 4-4 now, looking at a home game against the Bears next week. That's a 1 o'clock game, if memory serves. Um, After which, uh, they'll hit the bye. Of course, the trade deadline is coming up on Tuesday, so I can't encourage you enough to be subscribed to the feed and be checking bleedinggreennation.com. That's where you're going to find up-to-the-minute updates on everything that happens on the trade deadline, and by golly, we do hope something happens. if you enjoyed the show, go ahead, rate, review, and subscribe on whatever app you listen to your podcast. You should expect the All-22 Review Show coming your way sometime late Tuesday, early Wednesday, and the Bears preview shows, which, trust me, will be a treat given how Michael feels about Mitch Trubisky. You do <laughs> not want to miss those as well. So that'll be later this week as well. Full week of content as always. Thank you so much for listening. He's been Michael Kist on Twitter, at Michael Kist NFL. it's K-I-S-T. I've been Benjamin Solik on Twitter, at Benjamin Solak. That's S-O-L-A-K. We will catch you on... Late Tuesday, early Wednesday.
1: And if you want to see some good trolling of the bears, go to the Chargers' social media account. It's fantastic. Oh word? Anyway, we all we got. We all we need. Fly, Eagles, fly.
0: P-G-N.